morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy Martin Luther King Day. It is Monday, the 17th of January. I'm Joe Jaquin, the CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, to the website, at allamericangold.com, and, and we have a, uh, the stock market is closed today, uh, but the gold markets are open, the oil markets are open, essentially the commodities mar- markets uh, are open, uh, crude oil $84 a barrel, get ready, you know what, because I don't think, in, in, it's not going to be very long, and we'll be wishing for $84 a barrel oil. Uh, but right now, uh, gold's a little higher, silver's a little higher, and as I said, the stock market is closed for the day. Uh, but the show goes on. I'm joined like I am every day with my partner in crime, uh, Jason Walker, who runs the Colorado office. Jason, good morning. How you doing, Joe? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> It's Monday, man. It's always tough to get started on Monday. We had uh, the the NFL football playoffs, and somehow they've managed to stretch that into another day. The Cardinals and the Rams will play on Monday night. Uh, outside of a, I think there was one good game. Uh, all the rest of them uh, look like big, big, big blowouts. So that's what happens when you uh, allow for half the teams to make the playoffs. Uh, you get a lot of. Ugly victories. The alien Tom Brady. And I'm convinced he's an alien. He's got to be. I mean, uh, yeah, he he uh, he wins again. If the whoever wins tonight, they get the they get the privilege of uh, playing the alien uh, in, in next week's uh, playoffs. And uh, not that uh, you know, I really don't watch that much football anymore. I just don't. Neither do I, Joe. But, you know, I I did see some money being passed back and forth after each game, so I I think they made a fix some of those games. (laughs) Yeah, we're... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, all I know is the fix was in against the Cowboys, and and that's all I cared about. (laughs) I I didn't really see it, but I was told there, there was some controversial ending, and it was the rest fault that they lost, so... Yes, they, they couldn't have twenty three to seven. It had to be twenty three to seventeen. You, know, you got to get, get that margin uh, close for the betters. <laughs> yeah, that's right, just close enough, and then uh, take it all away from them. You know, we we got a uh, a really interesting show. We're going to cover a lot of ground. I, I just want to let everyone know in the next hour, in the next hour, in the on the half empty cup of Joe, Jason and I are going to be playing. Uh, someone that I know a lot of you love, uh, Catherine Austin Fitz. Uh, we're going to get her take on what's happening, you know, from COVID uh, to digital currencies and and very much. Uh, and I hate to say it, Jason, I really do. Uh, but uh, I think really uh, exactly what you've been uh, telling all of our our. Uh, Patriot listeners as well. Hey, this thing's orchestrated. There's a plan here in place. Uh, this is this is all about control, and and it's and it's not just you know it's not about it's not about COVID. It's actually about control. Uh, so we'll be playing that in uh, the next hour 
uh, on the half-empty cup of Joe. So if you're not in the Colorado area, uh, just t- take your phone or your laptop or whatever you use, your listening device, uh, just throw 1360 KHNC into the Google box and uh, stream it to your heart's content. I know I- I'm not very savvy. You know what, here's probably the, the bad thing. Between Jason and I, uh, our, our technology is pretty much limited to, uh, like chewing a piece of gum. Yeah, I can unwrap it and I can chew it. I have, you know, other than that, uh, I'm pretty useless with it. But I know some of our Arizona listeners, they Bluetooth it and somehow they, they put it in, they plug it into the car and it comes right through their, uh, the car stereo. Uh, so if you're yep. uh, smart enough to be able to pull that off, you can uh, still listen to us uh, while you're driving around Arizona, Jason, or anywhere else, California, wherever it may be. Uh, I know that we got a request uh, for a bumper sticker in Italy uh, over the weekend. Uh, we, we, we got people in uh, in Finland and Holland and all over sending us emails. Anybody, when they find 1360, Jason, they just love it. Well, I did listen to the uh, you know I, I, between getting things ready for the uh, the new week here. I was uh, the Liberty Revolt guys on before this show uh, had mentioned that they have not banned KHNC thirteen sixty in China. So I guess in China you can still uh, <laughs> pull us up on the internet. They were very happy. Well, to, listen, to let, let, let's face it. You know, we we talk about you know the truth, which is you know China. They're the largest economy in the world in terms of stuff, and I think the Chinese appreciate that. <laughs> Very possible, Joe. I don't. I don't know. I mean, uh, but uh, it's it's good. It's good to know that because uh, we we we've been working on the thing for a while, and the, uh, we we had been tracking those uh, listener minutes, uh, which dipped for the holidays and came back up. It's it's good to know that uh, there's a lot of people all over the place that find this place, they find this radio station, and they want to listen because there's a lot of stuff here that. You just can't find anywhere else because it's not allowed. Those big companies won't allow the yeah. stuff this year. The year-over-year numbers are incredible uh, as far as listener minutes go. And, and uh, like the last 90 days, up 40%. So uh, yep. we, things yep. are uh, – people are just getting the word and they want to get more of it. Uh, when we get back, I want to talk about uh, a case in Ohio in a tree. It, it just uh, highlight. Uh, how expensive the world has really got. Jason and I, we're going to be right back. Don't touch that dial. 800-951-0592. Joe Jaguin, Jason Walker. And, uh, there was an art. I actually saw it last week. And then, uh, the story just keeps getting, uh, bigger anyway. And the places I looked, there was, uh, two siblings in Ohio. And, they uh, were trying to help. I want to say it was either the mother or the mother-in-law uh, who was uh, older and trying to help her keep her property. Uh, they, uh, The mother uh, put them in charge of her estate. Uh, she was behind on taxes. And so the, the siblings were like, man, well, we got this big tree here that that's you know the price of lumber right let's 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 cut it down and see if we get some money so they called uh some people that do that right yeah we do that and uh jason 
they accepted a a bid for $2,000. In other words, uh, instead of having to pay to get the tree cut down, they were they were actually going to get money because it was a I, it was a black walnut tree. Yep, yep. Uh, and 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 apparently that's <laughs> worth some money. Yep. Okay. So they said, "Hey, great, two grand will great." You know, uh, the mother owed. I want to say. Uh, close to ten thousand dollars in taxes, and the kids are like, "Hey, this is going to help us, right? That you know, save you know, we'll we'll only have what we'll to come out of pocket uh, a few thousand dollars less, but we get help mom stay in her home." And they don't think anything of it. The tree got cut down in September of last year, and the timing for them probably uh, couldn't have been worse uh, because I want to say that was almost the low point in lumber uh, was was the fall. Uh, had they cut it down a little earlier or a little later, they probably could have got more. But either way, they cut it down. Don't think anything of it. And all of a sudden, uh, they're, they're being brought up on charges because they said that the tree was not on their property. Uh, they said it was actually uh, part of a... Of a you know, like here, like state land, uh, the Cleveland Metro Parks, they oversee 24,000 uh, 24, acres of nat- natural reserve. And they said, hey, it was on the reserve land. And and uh, the 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 kids, if you will, of course, they're not kids, they're in their 50s, said, man, we didn't know. We, look how close to the house that we thought it was ours. The, the guys that came to cut the tree down. They took a look at it as well, and they thought it was on our property. It was one of those, you know, no no malicious intent on either side. But, again, you cut down the tree. They said that it was eight feet outside of their property line. And uh, But here, here's where it gets very, very interesting. Because according to the government, the tree, which they got $2,000 for, was really worth at least $28,800, which was yep. kind of interesting because the company that paid the two grand did say, hey, listen, we milled it, right? We, we cut the tree from there. We milled it and all of that. Uh, we only sold the wood for ten grand, But the tree, according to the was worth twenty eight eight. But now, Jason, they're saying it would actually cost them $100,000 to replace the tree. That sounds about right. I, I remember just some uh, some family members, uh, my wife's family, they were selling a property, and they had some of those types of trees on their property. They were over 100 years old, and, and the wood was worth a ton, Joe, just worth a ton. So, uh, yeah, parties get very interested when somebody starts cutting down trees and whose property is it on and all that stuff. So I just, I'll bet that's just a, a complete headache for, for this, this lady. Oh, my gosh. And, and, and you know, the, the, uh, the sad part about it is, I don't know, hey, is it worth two grand? Is it worth ten grand? Is it worth twenty-eight grand? Is it worth a hundred grand? Uh, that now, I don't know what's going to, the lady may lose her house. It's just, oh, uh, Kind of a, uh, a a sad state of affairs, but that's you know that's the new world we live in. Matter of fact, now there's a petition. I did not know this, but there's a petition out there. 
It has now surpassed 3 million signatures. And in this petition, it's on change.org. They are requesting $2,000 a month in stimulus checks. Yep, they said that uh, the federal government should just start handing everybody $2,000 a month, Jason, because it's just too expensive uh, for for people uh, to live in. By the way, they want $2,000 for the adults and $1,000 for every kid uh, effective immediately. I'm sure there'll be some strings attached to that, the qualification process, because nothing's really free, Joe. But uh, <laughs> it's where we're headed. You know, people, we're getting and to I, a point where people can't pay for their stuff, Joe. And, well, you know what, I bring it up. This, was, this wouldn't have been 50 years ago. This wouldn't have been. People didn't want, you know, they didn't want things from the government because they knew people weren't. And I don't know if, if people were smarter because they know there's always strings attached to it, right? And and again, I, the fact that that we need it, number one, uh, and, and think about the amount. It wasn't like they were saying, "Hey, we need two hundred dollars." No, no, we need two thousand a month. And that, by the way, that's every adult. So could you imagine uh, if you had mom and dad and two kids in the house? Right, hey, just send us six grand a month. And I think maybe if you send us six grand a month, Jason, maybe we can squeak by. Yeah, Joe, that's scary stuff. Like I said, there'll, there'll be uh, there'll be qualifications. This comes, something like this will be here uh, before we know it. And uh, then, of course, there'll be the qualifications. Hey, we don't have to mandate anything. We don't have to make a law because uh, the freebies go to the people who qualify for it. And, and I'll say this, Joe, <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, when it really comes down to it, the uh, uh, the people, like you said, in years past that would not take freebies, well, part of the reason is there was some social stigma to that. But nowadays, well, everybody's getting a little freebies, so that you're, you're kind of in a club. You kind of feel warm and fuzzy because everybody else is doing it. That's the you whole difference. You know what's funny, too? And they've done that a lot, right? Remember uh, food stamps back in the day that you'd get a little booklet? Yep. And it would be like red or blue money, and, and everybody at the supermarket would know that, that uh, uh, you had food stamps and, and uh, you know, kind of that stigmatism. Of course, now it's an EBT card, right? Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody you know. knows. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah, a, little stigma, you know, course, a little stigma helps, Joe. It kind of makes you want to get, get your stuff together and do it on your own. Right. Yeah, you know what? It, it, you know, Pay the price. Yeah, exactly. Pay the price. Even know. if it's free, make sure you have to, you know, it, uh, you know, the, I don't know, you, you whip out the, the, the stamps and you have to unfold a paper that's as big as a full sheet of paper and you have to hand that to the cashier. Everyone knows, you know, make it, make it so people even know it's like, hey, you know, if, if taxpayers are paying for it, I want to, I want to be in the line behind that person knowing that, right. okay, there is, there's some of that freebie. There it is. There, there it is. Right. I can see my money in action, right? You know, yeah, your, your, your money at work, right? As they're, they're buying, uh, uh, groceries that are nicer than what you're you're buying right uh but (laughs) listen we gotta we gotta talk about what happened on friday because this is a clear indication that after we got off the air jamie diamond came back out listen this they already know 
everything that Jason and I have been telling you is getting ready to happen. 2022 is going to be, I, I think it's going to be a very traumatizing year for a lot of people. So Jamie Dimon, who earlier in the week had said, listen, inflation is here and wage inflation is here and everybody should just quit crying about it because it's better than having a 15% unemployment rate in the economy in a recession. That was that was his statement. Right? And James and I were saying, saying look it, they're not really going to fight. They want to pretend to fight. Well, he came out again on Friday and said that the Federal Reserve may have to raise its interest rates as many as six or seven times in 2022. Now, most people are already at three or four. Jamie Dimon, he's like, no, no, it's going to be more than that. This is how bad the problem is. Uh, today, I want to say Bill Ackman comes out. Hey, the Fed's going to have to raise it by oh, 50 basis points. None of that's going to be enough. And, and the reason why I bring it out is is there's going to be trauma in all of this. People have no idea how much money the Federal Reserve really printed to try to, uh, you know, quote-unquote, keep the economy going. Uh, yet last week we broke the story about the $2.7 billion C, uh what was it? Credit default swaps, the CDSs, right? All of a sudden, here comes a blast from the past. I thought that they said no more bailouts. I thought that with Dodd Frank, they said, "Listen, oh, we're not going to do that any longer." And then I'm thinking about the derivatives markets themselves, which most people don't know anything about, that have hundreds, hundreds of trillions of dollars in it. And remember, this was supposed to be safer. See, what they decided was it's much safer for a bank. And, and let's not kid ourselves, okay? For really big banks, instead of J.P. Morgan as an example, and let's just say J.P. Morgan uh, this month did, I don't know, a hundred thousand homes. They sold. They did the mortgages for a hundred thousand homes, and really probably be uh, a number much bigger than that. Because you know, you figure uh, home sale wise, we're probably doing five or six million on an annualized rate right now. Uh, so uh, you know, but but either way, let's just take a hundred thousand homes. J.P. Morgan does them instead of them carrying the notes on all 100,000 homes, they decided, you know what would be safer? Let's tear them all up into little bitty pieces and we'll sell them. Because you got to remember, the banks don't actually keep the notes. They sell them to somebody else. But we'll sell them and we'll call them now securitized. Because see, isn't that safer Right, especially let's just say, you know, fifty thousand homes were in Phoenix. Well, if Phoenix has a downturn, 
That'd be really bad. But if we chop them all up and spread it all around, see how much better it is. Of course, it's not. But the realities are they're telling us that $2.7 billion worth of derivatives is what caused the central bank to have to go back to quantitative easing, uh, funnel now what we learned over $11 trillion into the CDS markets. And, and Jason, uh, Wall Street on Parade came out today, and now people, now that it's come to light, it came to light, and the only reason why we found this out was through the Freedom of Information Act. Yeah, wow. That the Federal Reserve may have broke the the laws of Dodd Frank in doing this. Yeah, I, yeah, Joe. That's just you know that's it's more of the same. I mean, I can't believe uh, that people uh, have not learned. I mean, the the, uh, the the big the big short was a was a great movie. I don't expect everybody to want to go flock to see that thing, but all you have to do is watch that movie once to understand what kind of criminal things were going on. Here it is again, Joe. They're just going to keep on doing it, right? Keep on doing it. Well, let's find out. What does that have to do with J.B. Diamond's comments on Friday? We're going to talk about that next. Sir. Yes, ma'am. 800-951-0592. This was uh, comments uh, J.B. Diamond was making after uh, earnings were released by J.P. Morgan, which, unfortunately for J.P. Morgan, uh, really... Uh, weren't that great. Uh, people uh, were expecting a lot more uh, from the bank. But here, here's the problem. So it's brought to light that the central bank ran these, you know, repo operations uh, to try to prevent uh, a problem in the uh collateralized debt markets. This is the same markets that caused us the problem the last time, right? And again, of course, you know, they fixed it, right? They didn't. Uh, the, the, it's, uh, right now, people are looking into if the Federal Reserve actually broke the law. Uh, in, in doing this, I know, uh, Wall Street on Parade, uh, economist Michael Hep, uh, Hudson, is saying that's exactly what had happened. Uh, this is what got our Fed's balance sheet, which now the Federal Reserve balance sheet is just under $9 trillion. And, and I think they'll finish, uh, when they finish it in March, I want to say it's either going to be somewhere between $8.8 trillion to $9 trillion. But the reason I, I bring this back up is because if Jamie Dimon's right, and by the way, his exact words is, there's a very good chance the Fed is going to have to hike more than four times. Now, here's the problem with that. For the Fed to do the repo auctions, the, the plan, the plan had always been the same. First, Interest rates go to zero. Then we can do the repo auctions. We can't do the repo auctions if the rates aren't at zero. And and the reasoning for that is it could cause the Federal Reserve to have losses. So 
Uh, obviously, the the problem is, and again, and they'll say it differently, but here's how they'll say it. Well, we need more liquidity, right? Because it's a liquidity problem. We have a liquidity problem, and really what you have, it's not a liquidity problem. It's a valuation problem. And what they're trying to prevent, if one CDS defaults, it's that daisy chain reaction. Because all of these big banks, and you know the ones that we always talk about, they've got 90% of all the deposits. J.P. Morgan is pro- probably has four to 500, and maybe even more now, four to $500 trillion in these default swaps. And they're all priced to perfection. In other words, hey, we're going to get 100 cents on the dollar on this. And this is, this is why when home prices fell, right, and collapsed, it caused a big problem because all of these CDSs all of a sudden weren't worth the paper they were printed on. And, of course, as you know, if you have $500 trillion, and let's just say it loses 20%, which I think would be generous in a recessionary period, well, that would be a loss of a hundred trillion dollars, a paper loss of a hundred trillion dollars. Well, JP Morgan doesn't have a hundred trillion dollars. They would be bankrupt. Right? If they lost five percent, it's fifty trillion. Guess what, guys? They'll got fifty trillion. Heck if they lose one percent to be five. They don't have five trillion, right? So you can understand why it was the Fed was in there. But back to my point. So now Jamie Dimon says, "Hey, we're going to have to raise rates," and I don't know what the number is, right? Three times, four times, six times, eight times. I mean, honestly, let, let's let's face facts right now. The Fed's funds rate right now should be seven because they're admitting that inflation's at seven. Right, but that, of course, that's not going to happen. Jason, my question is, how can the Fed bail out these CDSs if they're in a rate-tightening cycle? Uh, well, I don't think so. To me, the way you get out of this, and from their position, is, is you, can, you let inflation keep going. So that way, if, you, if your assets take a hit in the future, uh, you've got room there because you've inflated them to such high levels that you've bought them at a lower level, and you got room. But I, I yeah, I don't. The situation they're in, Joe, they can't, they can't taper to zero. They can't start selling assets. They can't start hiking rates. It's going to blow up exactly what you're talking about. Their, their assets are in a weak position, and by doing the right thing, they will blow it all up. So I. Uh, you know, rate hikes six times this year. I don't can they even get that far, Joe. I don't think they can even get that far. They're gonna they want they want inflation. I want to go back to what Jeffrey Gunlot said. He's on recession watch because we've been talking about the box for a while. The Fed has put themselves in the corner, right? They're boxed in, right? We 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 tried to save the house of cards. And in order to save the house of cards, we had to inflate the bubble. And now they're stuck with horrible inflation and no way to fight it. 
and, and going back into uh, this this original two point seven billion dollars, uh, the Martins, who are the ones they 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 have the site Wall Street on parade. They're a husband and wife team. They're fantastic. They do a lot of Freedom of Information Act requests. Says that since there was no liquidity crisis, the Fed should have legally couldn't have even stepped in, but they did. And again, you know, I'm sure what the Fed is going to say is, well, if we hadn't have stepped in, there was going to be a liquidity crisis, right? That that whole thing, right? So, you know, the gray area. But here's what makes it interesting. Here's what they found out. There were three banks involved. Three. Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase, Manhattan. Goldman Sachs. Remember, Goldman Sachs it wasn't even a bank, but they've made them a bank, right? So they could help bail them out. And Citibank. These were the three banks that were involved in that particular CDS. And here's the problem. Like I said, they all have hundreds of trillions of these, and if one of them gets revalued, all of a sudden, that daisy chain starts, right? And we've got a horrible problem, which is what we're going to be facing. Pizza Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800 and, and what we're going to talk about here in the remainder of this hour will tie into uh, the start of the next hour on the half-empty cup of Joe uh, with Catherine Austin Fitz. And what she says is really happening uh, when it comes to uh, the coronavirus. Much bigger uh, than just the virus itself. Uh, Just so people understand, and going back to 2008, the Fed had secretly made loans of more than $2.5 trillion to Citigroup uh, to keep it up and running at that time. And it was taking the junk collateral, these CDSs, these credit default swaps, that they knew weren't good as collateral. In addition, according to the government audits, two-thirds of the $8.9 trillion the Fed pumped out of its primary dealer credit facility went to just three banks. Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, and Merrill Lynch. Of course, now Merrill Lynch is owned by Bank of America, right? City, Morgan Stanley's kind of, they kind of compiled it into to one uh, big giant bank. Uh, and then they, of course, remember, they came up with Dodd-Frank, and, and I run the commercial. Listen, Dodd-Frank actually puts more of your money at risk because it actually makes these banks even more dangerous. Right, and again, uh, they're they're all interconnected now. They've built this house of cards and trying to strengthen the base of the house, Jason. They've actually made it more vulnerable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, I. Uh, 
When the 08 uh, debacle happened, Joe, and, and they just sort of kind of put a Band-Aid on it, I remember Obama was elected, and you had these stimuluses that were being put out there to, to sort of fix the, the problems that they created. And we had this so-called recovery that went on year after year after year with these really low, you know, uh, GDPs. But they, they, they claimed victory, but they, they, they didn't do anything to fix it, Joe. It was not fixed. So here we are, it's 2022, and it's just going into the same place it was before. We just, you know, it's just, hey, we just forget about 2008, 2009. This is a new problem, but it's, right. it's the old problem, Joe. So Jason goes, Joe, it's not fixed. It's not fixed. So let's fast forward to today. I mean, oh wait, that was a that was a real long time ago. It really wasn't that long ago at all. But as of June thirtieth of last year, so June, you know, six months ago, there are four thousand nine hundred and fifty-one commercial banks, and we'll call them savings associates, right? Because you know they made Goldman Sachs a bank, as an example. But think about this: we don't even have five thousand banks left. Here's what was really interesting. That repo loan program from the fall of 2019 to the first half of 2020, only 23 trading houses uh, is where the vast majority of the actual money went. So the the this notion that this was some big broad event and we're we're dealing with you know thousands of banks or hundreds of banks the real total is it was just twenty three and the problem is it was the twenty three banks that were involved are the banks that for let's face for all practical purposes are the important ones Jason. Yeah, I remember we were uh, speculating back in 2019 that maybe the the problems was happening in one or two or three of the big banks. But essentially, what you're saying is it was the 23 big banks that were <laughs> that were the problem, that they uh, they hold the uh, the lion's share of, of of what was happening. So yeah, yeah, I, uh, I don't think I guess we're not, we don't really need 4,000 banks anymore, do we? Down, nope. Get down and, to 50. And again, remember, this is going to that's going to tie in to the next hour. So I'm going to read to you. From Janet Yellen. And remember, I told you, and I still to this day, she's the most dangerous woman in the world. Maybe the most dangerous person in the world. Well, what happened, apparently, was that while the Dodd-Frank Act was being rewritten by Congress, Janet Yellen changed the wording around. And she said, well... How do we define a general liquidity crisis? Well, obviously that would be a liquidity crisis as the banks are saying, hey, we went to the marketplace and uh, there weren't any buyers. Right? We, we couldn't sell our debt. We couldn't uh, get this debt off of our balance sheet and get cash so we could allow for people's mortgage payments to clear and car payments to clear and do all of those things. Well, according to Janet Yellen, it doesn't mean what you and I mean by a liquidity crisis. No. Meaning the whole economy is a liquid, if that's the case, right? Well, that's... That's a standard definition of liquidity prices. It was, remember for about a week, 
not even, it probably lasted about 48 hours when, when Jay Powell tried to use the, well, what we mean by transitory inflation isn't necessarily what you guys mean by transitory inflation, right? Same thing here. She says, if five banks need to borrow money, then it's a general liquidity crisis. Well, apparently, uh, she forgot about the five bank thing because now apparently, Jason, uh, if three banks <laughs> got a problem, then maybe uh, we have a liquidity crisis. Let me tell you right now, if one bank's got a problem, yeah, you understand. Don't keep that money in the bank. It's the least safest place. Pacer Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592, U.S. $20 gold pieces, 2095 at 800-951-0592. Gold's up a few bucks here. Uh, 1820. Remember, uh, Wall Street is closed for the MLK holiday. The commodity markets are open. Uh, silver's up 10 cents, uh, 23 and change. Uh, crude oil. You better keep watching. Uh, 84.23. 84, let's call it 84 and a quarter now. Uh, on crude oil. Uh, again, I, I think I've educated all of you well enough uh, as to understand what's going to happen in the crude markets. Uh, we're talking about uh, very simply, uh, very similar to what the mining companies did uh, right, right, in, right, starting in about '05. Started dumping all of their gold and silver hedges, and of course, you know we know what happened, right? Gold went from three hundred to nineteen hundred. Silver was what four dollars and change. Actually, touched fifty bucks at one point. Uh, the oil companies getting rid of all their oil hedges because they don't want to deliver crude. Apparently, Jason, for eighty-five bucks a barrel. Yeah, no, and we all know that uh, the the bets have been placed for much much higher oil, and I, I really believe that, uh, like you say, we'll watch it because it could spiral upward very quickly depending on uh, what markets. Yeah, but I, I guess I want to point this out to people. Listen, and, and these companies are very very smart. Hey, let's hedge a little bit of it, just in case we're wrong, right? Let let's uh, let, let's hedge. Half of our production at 85, because you know they make money at 85. Let's cover our cost, and then, uh, you know, we'll gamble with the with what's left over. They're not even doing that. They're, they're, they already know. They are certain of where that's headed. And, again, I'll go back to Jamie Dimon. Why do you think Jamie Dimon's saying, hey, this three or four rate hike, that ain't going to be enough? I promise you this. There's no way the credit default swap market stays intact. If if you're talking, I, I don't even know that it could survive four rate hikes. But if you're talking about, hey, we need to, the Fed is just hiking every single meeting, meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. 
we're gonna have a problem, and I don't know how it works. This will be a, this is uncharted territory because every time they've launched these repo operations, uh, the the market's already been at zero. Right, interest rates are already been at zero. Every time they started adding to their balance sheet, the market's always been at zero. It can't be done this time. Uh, th- that just makes me even more scared uh, of what actually is going to happen. And then you start looking at what McDonald's said today. Hey, we don't have enough help. We're just going to r- be open less hours. Right? We're, we we don't have enough. And here's the reason they don't have enough help. They don't pay enough. You want enough help? Hey, believe me, you pay them 25 bucks an hour, you'll have enough help. Joe, remember back uh, in the uh, middle of December, the uh, 10 countries got together with all the big banks and, and Israel, and they just wargamed the whole ending of the economic system in place, how it's all going to crash and burn. Remember, they wargamed it just last month. And I'm going to tell you right now, coming up uh, in the next hour, Catherine Austin Fitz. Uh, her, the, the whole uh, interview she did with Watchdog USA is on our website. Uh, but she thinks the war games Jason's talking about, they're here already. 